Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. We do close out a powerful week today. Five straight record highs for the S&P. And today, core PCE comes in a bit light. 2.9 year-on-year, lowest in almost three years, even as personal spending beats. Our roadmap, though, will begin with Intel. Shares are tumbling after its sales forecast does disappoint. Plus, bye-bye, Magnificent 7. My Jim is now calling it a super six-pack. And inflation in the U.S. consumer, both Visa and Amex, say the consumer remains strong as the latest inflation gauge shows the rate of price increases cooled. This, as last year, came to a close. We're going to begin with the chips rally taking a bit of a detour this morning. Intel is dragging the sector lower after reducing their sales guidance for the current quarter. That overshadows a Q4 beat. Company cites a number of headwinds, including a tough market for programmable chips, weaker sales, and autonomous driving. Jim, your point seems to be it's not really the race that matters here. You know, they left out an AMD is clockiness. Uh, now, this was it's one of those quarters. There's a guy who's the CFO. His name is David Zinzer. Anatomy's from total heavyweight from Micron. And he had to lower the boom and talk about margins being at 44%. David, there were people who were looking for margins to be 60%. Ooh. Now, you know, other than Humana, which is like, you know, the worst I've seen in a long time, this was quite shocking. It was one of those things where I was waiting for someone on the QA to say, look, I want to be sure, David, you didn't say 44, did you? I mean, you, you, you didn't do that, 44, 45, 46. Is there any give there? It's extraordinary. I mean, I just don't know how they didn't just say, you know what, because some of the analysts applied. Uh, AMD's got our number. And one of the reasons why AMD has been running furiously and should be up, not down today, is because they've, that Intel's become a pitiful, helpless giant. Yeah. Uh, downgrade today from Needham. Again, not particularly helpful other no. than saying their core data center business is challenged by a shift to accelerated computing architectures and direct competition from AMD and yeah. ARM in this case when it comes yeah, to the ARM, data center. ARM is the one that's doing the wraparound for, uh, for NVIDIA and ARM is doing incredibly well. People kept hoping that Intel would win that business. Uh, you know, Rene Haas would have told you that, look, we won that business from Intel. I, I don't know why people felt that Intel was winning that business. Uh, Intel's going to have to spend a lot of money. It's not clear that they're going to get a bang for the buck. And it was just very, very disappointing after a really big run. Well, yeah, a huge run last year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, chips overall had a very strong 2023, sure. but Intel even outperformed that on, uh, on expectations for a strong 24. So right. now what, Jim? Well, I think, uh, you know, look, AMD reports very soon, and Lisa Sue, who's so good, I think will make it clear that it's a question of of who has the right chips, and Intel just doesn't right now. I mean, Carl, to get these foundries right, now remember, AMD uses Taiwan Semi. To get the foundries right, to have what the customers really want, takes a very long time. And I think that what happened is is that we got very bulled up on the idea that Intel was going to be ready with something, and they're not. 
And uh, this just was a severe disappointment. Mobileye was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. They own that. Well, at least they pre-announced that one. Yeah, they did pre-announce that. And the, the programmable logic chips are disappointing. And, uh, but everything, they're bringing down the complex. And that's wrong because... Uh, the complex is the winner, and Intel's the loser. So when you say we're due for a bruising, you mean in chips? You mean in, in tech? In, you mean- in, the, in tech, just because, I mean, tech is just so far ahead of everything else. I just would like to see it calm down. Uh, there are There's such resistance to being in so many other sectors and a love for tech that it makes it so that we're kind of, I don't want to get back into that moment where we might have to, where there's only seven good ones. But... Last night was a victory for the people who say, you know what, this one, the tech's too far ahead. And Zinsser, who was so good at Micron, I mean, I thought it was, I, I detected pain. I detected pain in his voice. Well, what are pain. investors supposed to do when the guidance from outside tech, DuPont, uh, 3M, I mean, you want to go no, on and on, uh, no, tech, no. even you know, Texan? Humana, no, Texan was, was disappointing. Uh, uh, I know some companies that are doing quite well, uh, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, uh, Meta, uh, Alphabet. D- David, those are, that could be big winners. This other one, NVIDIA, I hear is I, I don't, I don't put bet. that because NVIDIA. It's in a class d- d- of its own. By the way, did you, have you it's seen. not even in the doing well class. Have, have you seen Optimus, the video, the YouTube video? Well, by, I've by been showing man, our viewers. Musk. I've been showing viewers Optimus a number of times, right. remember. Uh, was being assisted when it. Um, was folding the shirts, but we showed about the egg and then, of course, the dancing. Okay, so let's understand. That's an NVIDIA product, okay? And Jensen, Jensen Wong, Da Vinci, uh, Optimus picks up an egg. What Jensen has are robots picking up Jell-O. I think that's much. Think about how hard it is to pick up Jell-O. I didn't and even he, know they were in the robot business, NVIDIA. It's something Jensen likes. He's they got have a, a name, but they don't have a name a, for their robot. He has a room of robots. You've got to name your robot. No, I think if you name them, then you can't crush them. You can't kill them. He thinks they're going to come alive. <laughs> but he does reward them with, like, dog treats. Ones that get the jello up, he gives them a reward. Which, David, you I want to see the video of this. You keep talking to me about NVIDIA's robots. I show you Optimus. I, I want to see Jensen's robots. robots. First of all, NVIDIA's robots have a sense of humor. I think that Musk just want to take over the world. He just... Video. Jensen just wants to show that they can pick up Jello and then they get so a little dog treat. of the robots, you think Jensen's robots are going to beat Elon's robots? Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Uh, Jensen's robots come and they have arms that. I don't up. know, man. Can they do this? That's NVIDIA chips. What do you think? Can they do it? He's completely. That's a totally derivative. He said it in the comms call. That ill-fated comms call that made it so that there's no longer a Magnificent Seven, where he just said, listen, NVIDIA has the edge on me. I mean, that was incredible. He just basically flat out said, look, I don't have anything. NVIDIA's got it. You're talking about Musk now on the Tesla call. Yes. That was, David, that was a moment of truth when he said it's NVIDIA. Jim, there is an argument. I think Goldman put this out last night that... um, there is some strength broadening within tech. IBM, SAP, now, uh, even Verizon, ASML. I, I think you can go with that. I, I do think that, that, for instance, 
Last night, Western Digital actually reported a good quarter. People think it's a bad quarter. That's not true because NAND was really good. Uh, KLA reported a good quarter. People say it was a bad quarter. That's not true because they're straight out. All the capital equipment they have is good. ASML. The best was was LAM. Right. Uh, and that's because we're finally at uh, the inventory has been worked off. So, yes, the destocking is now over. I, I want Enrico Lores to say something good about HP. I'm going to have to talk to him because every time I want to buy HP, he manages to convince me that it's a big mistake. Interesting CEO, right? <laughs> no, Jim, please hold off. I don't want you buying my stock. I don't don't get ahead of yourself. Don't get ahead. Well, don't all get right, does yourself. that go back to Intel as well? When Enrique says it's good, is it helpful for Intel? No, given they're the, AMD. In, given they, the PC? Yeah, they're, they're, they're AMD, AMD they're too. They're AMD, yeah. Okay. So if I'm an Intel bull, what am I latching on to this morning? Um, uh, the uh, Carmen, the Matador scene. What? You know, the Picador, Matador, you know, Toreador was when they kill the bull. In what movie? In you... Carmen. It's, a, it's an oh, the, opera. The opera. No, I, we're it's not, an opera. We're not following you to God, Carmen. I Carmen, don't go to the opera. They kill the bull in the opera, okay? You yeah. don't go to Carmen. You have never seen Carmen? No, I've never seen You are a Philistine. I am a Philistine. He's a Philistine. That is a fact, my I friend. I ain't no Philistine. But what, what can you explain then to our viewers who perhaps are not as familiar I with think, the opera, what this scene is no, about, no, and why it's it relates to Intel? No, the Picadors, they, you know, like they chop at the thing, and really, you can't even watch it. I've been to the bullfight. A bullfight is so hard. Well, you can't go to a bullfight. But I'm just saying that this is this was the bull that we thought was going to possibly give us great 2024 oh, numbers. And instead, it. the they said reference. the first half is bad. Now, you know, when you have those stories, Carl, where the first half is bad, uh, you know, that's just hope. Oh, don't worry about the first half. I mean, it's okay. The first half is bad, but. Right. What, no. about the, what about the argument that guidance in January is always bad because there's no upside to promising for the year? Well, I mean, some companies are doing so well, like American Express, that they they, they, they can't help themselves but but give you a great number. Now, of course, the chat GPT headlines initially said they were uh, weak. But that's because they lost a fortune in Argentina. If you if you even brushed near Argentina, you lost money. I think if you flew over Argentina, you lost money. But American Express is a good example of what I want. I just like, look, business is so great, we have no choice. We're going we're gonna to talk more about Amex. Oh, There's a ton of interesting Steve's color. Steve did such a great job. Within the quarter. Um, meantime, though, uh, Tesla is set to open a little higher this uh, morning, a day after its warning sent yeah. the stock tumbling 12%, worst daily performance in about four years. Tesla is the only Mag 7 name now in negative terri- for territory for the year, down 25. And this is what Jim had to say about that slump last night on Mad Money. Well, someone who is among the first to vocalize the Magnificent 7 rubric I officially acknowledge now that there are only six left. A super six-pack. As for Tesla, time to move on. Well, so today, Jim, we got Edward Jones cuts. Uh, Webbush takes it off best ideas. Well, that conference call was just so horrible. All I heard, you know what that conference call was like? It was like a Ford call. Uh-oh. That's really saying something. Well, I mean, it's like, well, the economy, if the economy were a little bit better, I like, I'm having some fun there with Jim Farley, but the, the economy, if only the economy were better. Or rates people, were lower. Yeah, if rates were lower, people are, it's, it's all about affordability. Damn, if I want affordability, I'll just go buy the stock of GM. I don't want affordability. I want to make it so like, there's, I want it to be like Rivian, where I'm visiting today in Williamsburg. 
All right. To be fair, Rivian stock is down 36 percent for the year. It's well, I don't having mean a worse stock. go of it. Well, OK, but you are all about stocks. Well, I so mean, that's okay, all let, you're let about. Let me back fact, up. Rick, that I, and apparently the David, opera. OK, can I just say that that was just to promote my Rivian and I wish I hadn't said it. OK, <laughs> yes, you it can. was just a tease. You can take it back. You can take it. I'm going to take it back. All right. Now, look, look, but my they, point is that a Lucid and Rivian, obviously lesser players on the EV stage, but nonetheless not. No, it's not insignificant companies. It's merely a player. It's merely a player, David. Getting crushed. Right. I, I got the Shakespeare Thank reference. Thank you. Now, what bothered me the most was not the fact that it was just about affordability. Uh, it wasn't just about that. Uh, it, there's a moment where he's talking about that they're not ready with the new products. Remember, it's like the Gulf. Mm-hmm. It was the idea of what happens if he doesn't get what he wants in terms of the, the two classes or the jump to 25. What does he do? He didn't give us an out there. What, what does he do, David? I don't know what he does. I'd like to know. Um, perhaps he and I will sit down again at some point and have a conversation about it. But, I would love uh, that if you would, because I'd I, like I to know what to his next well. next act is. Because when I listened to that conference call, other than when he said he's going to sleep on the new line. No, no, no. It is a concern for shareholders, the I, idea I, that he I, really is advocating for dual class so that he can have more voting power to control things like Optimus and AI. And, and ISIS. Should, by the way, always point out, he does have his AI, another AI startup outside of Tesla for which he is potentially raising money. I've been hearing this for a while, and the FT has now reported on it. Unclear exactly what, how much in the valuation. There are different numbers, but that's a separate thing as well. So, this really, was, really quick, Jim, yeah. um, two things. One is LG Energy warns about slower battery growth this morning. Right. And then ticker LIT is the lithium ETF. That's a 39-month low. This is not just a Tesla issue. No. The only thing that was good about all those raw costs was that there was a kind of an aside by Musk that maybe copper, they could use a lot less copper. But he did not address, Musk did not address the ennui situation. He did not address the bomb that was dropped by Stephen Schur at Hertz, which just said, look, these don't hold their value, and they've really hurt. It really hurt the company. Hurts the stock has just been in a free fall since they mentioned that they, they bought a yeah, lot of Teslas. The Hertz situation is fascinating, obviously, bulking up in EVs, particularly in Teslas, and yeah. then finding that the repair costs were quite high and the secondary market prices were low, but taking the hit and selling how many of what they bought? A, a decent percentage. Well, they right? their yeah, well, look, they're talking. A third of the fleet, right? Yeah. It was and a third, it, yeah. But it was a major mistake. And of course, a lot of people don't know how to drive a Tesla, and there's the number of rear-end accidents is Be- because when you take your foot off the gas, it it slows down yes. faster than you're used and, to. And people are having accidents, and there's people you know, they never hurts. I think didn't believe that that would happen. They they were going to trade them like they were trading stocks. It, well, they, these aren't stocks, David. I mean, it's just, they're just not stocks, and. I just think that that conference call was a, that was a seminal conference call. That was a conference call about a guy who's kind of bummed, wishes that he fears an activist. An activist like the greatest performing stock of all time. He's worried about an activist. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm just repeating. I'm not, I'm not, I don't fear that he should fear an activist, but. Well, no, he didn't really say that. He well, did, he said, no, he said he you could just. He made, he made a broader reference to the fact that, yes, somebody could come in and say that. Well, I, can I just tell you, here's He's something been interesting. too crazy. You know, I've been doing a show for 19 years ago. Wow. This was the most, you know, it'll be 19th anniversary. This was the most uh, feedback I've ever had from a piece, from CEOs. What Your piece was that? The one we just ran a clip of. Really? <laughs> that 
you yeah. got the most feedback from? Everything you've done in 19 years and that? Well, other from- than when I canned John Stump with that interview over Wells Fargo and canned Jeff Immel with it. I didn't I, can oh, anybody. I never canned a soul. A couple of tough interviews. Yeah. Yeah. What do tough well, interviews? Did they say you were being too harsh or too, no. uh, too late? thank you. No, thank you. Which was it? Thank, thank you, you for, be, for, uh, for dealing with this arrogant man who has made all of us feel like that we're nothing, Lilliputians, when in reality, we have decorum and he has not a, a, a one shred of decorum. Or as Joseph Welch said to Senator McCarthy, you know. yeah. shred of decency? No, not a shred of decency. People dislike the man. You sat down with him. Yeah, I, I, I don't dislike him. Sorry. <laughs> For the podcast. I don't dislike him. I think, you know. First of all, when you can sit across from somebody and ask them anything and they will answer it honestly, it goes a long way for me. I Sorry, have, Jim. Shot that. It's called my wife. <laughs> uh, when we come back uh, this morning, we're going to get to a bunch of other names, including Amex, uh, Visa, Levi, Timo, Spirit Air's got news. Talking about PayPal yesterday as futures now go into the red. More squawk on the street. Back in a minute. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Time for Jim's Mad Dash. Of course, we count down to an opening bell. It's a little more than seven minutes from now. Final trading session of the week. We're going to focus in part on American Express. That's the subject of the Mad Dash. Their conference call is going on right yeah, now, Jim. And Always th- important this is to point extraordinary, out. Extraordinary, because the what I wanted from from Intel, I got from American Express, which is just a gigantic guide up. I mean, and it's very 9 to 11 percent uh, revenue growth, 1265 to 13.15. I think that people might have felt that he was just going to do 12. I mean, this is, and this is an extraordinary story of people going out again, uh, out to dinner, 11% growth at restaurants, and that's Resi, too, by the way. Uh, the, uh, you know, this is resonating with younger people. A global network of cards, over 140 million. The, the points are so loved. And it, uh, you know, Steve's comparing cash back, which nobody really knows. Hey, I got 1% cash back, versus points, which, by the way, young people love. Well, people they love, love points. points because then they use them to go take trips with, and they get the little cards, and they're all excited. This is the juggernaut. That should have been. I mean, the whole time Steve's been consistent, but it's finally getting credit. But Steve Jim, is remarkable. this move right here. Well, that was because he said that October was weak. It was really weird because October was not. But in, that was, move right there. Now they're talking about nine to eleven percent revenue growth 
for 2024. Well, well, you know, Has that was, been accounted for as a result of that move? Y- yes. I mean, this got the shorts going nuts, and people thought that maybe this was the beginning of the end of this incredible growth story. It wasn't at all. And Steve's just a very, you know, he said, look, I look at the receipts. October wasn't that good. He didn't mean to cause this this hoopla, but wow, I, I, this is such a great story, David. And if people should know that if this was the broad story. In other words, if people want to buy something, Carl and I were talking about, like there's some things that are working away from tech. This is the best. This is now the best financial. It's really extraordinary. And they're talking oh, by about the way, as, the much as, aren't bad at as much as $13 or a little bit more, $13.15 in earnings for this year. So I guess you figure out your multiple there. I think that this is a story that everybody can get their arms around because all generations seem to have come to this story. I remember when the Laker, we referenced Carl Malden Remember, Remember, he was, he don't leave home part. without it. Yeah. Well, no one's leaving home without this thing. It's a remarkable time when, say, a PayPal, uh, there's this guy, uh, Alex Chris. He was going to shock and awe us with all these special things. Well, David, you know, he mentioned AI. This isn't AI, David. This is business. We're going to talk about PayPal. Uh, we get an opening bell for you about five Chris Alex. What's now. Chris Alex? Alex Chris? Alex Chris. Alex AI. Uh, you can catch us anytime and anywhere. We don't want no stinking AI. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC business news updates wherever you get your podcasts. Jim mentioned American Express uh, before the break. Uh, Jim, a couple other things that we got out of the call. One is that restaurant spend crossed $100 billion for the first time. And then they gave some multi-year metrics uh, over the last two years, revenue up 40. And member spend FX neutral up 37. These are extraordinary numbers. You know, when I first saw it, I was listening to Becky and she talked about it. And uh, I said to myself, if I'm the Fed, I got to worry. Now, we got this PC number, which I thought was fine, not that hot. But and then I started thinking, and you talk to Steve, they are just taking a lot of share from everybody. But but people are they're in, in, they're doing a lot of DoorDash, too. It's not like they're, they're taking out. But the country seems to have changed in terms of where we buy and what we do. I have McCormick on tonight, and they're not doing that well at the supermarket. I, I think people have just we got to shift here. People don't want to make it. They want to buy it. And you're going to see from America's Best, it's very clear that the desire to go out is what's happening. Uh, Airlines, not as good as I thought. But the desire to go out is almost insatiable in this country. Yeah. Uh, T&E, travel entertainment up nine, prior 13. That was a little bit of a slowdown. but, But I just think this notion of what you're going to do at night has changed. And it's like every night people can say, No more focus. Amex definitely going to help out uh, the Dow, and there'll be a push and pull between Amex and Intel on the, uh, the, the the 30. Let's get the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange. On the big board, it is crude oil shipper Okeanos Ecotanker celebrating its listing at the NASDAQ. It's Bright Spring, KKR-backed home and healthcare services platform celebrating its IPO. Jim, regarding crude, 
Uh, we're at the highs of the year. Right. A lot of seasonal factors argue gasoline goes higher from here. Right. I, I Houthis do. attack the USS Kearney. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been a believer that, that oil held at $70 level and it can go higher, maybe even much higher. I would say that the LNG uh, uh, sector grant on the, the, the decision to delay these plants, uh, these are long-term projects. You really can't do what the president did if you're going to encourage long-term projects in this country. Now, I totally understand. Look, there's people, I'm sure David has a view about whether or not if you put so much infrastructure in for nat gas, if that doesn't hook people in natural gas. But then there are other people who say, listen, energy security dictates that this is a good thing because Russia was 80% of the supplier of nat gas to Germany, and then it cut to 20. But this, this pause of approval has shocked people who are spending fortunes building these Agreed. incredibly important Agreed. And plants. there's a lot of business models built, uh, built, on, uh, built on the idea of increasing exports. And obviously, these are the export terminals that we're talking about mm -hmm. that would go potentially all around the world. Yes. It's amazing what the Germans have done, by the way, in terms of building the import terminals they uh -huh. needed to in such a short amount of time it, to help them take that gas off of ships instead of it being piped from Russia, obviously, which is no longer happening. Oh, you're sorry. And this is going to backfire. Again, I, I don't want to be political, but I follow the rails. Uh, it's just going to mean CSX is a buy off this. Norfolk Southern is a buy off this. Because what this does is they, they just pivot and go to coal. I mean, they don't pivot. I don't know Norfolk Southern's quarter. I want to be careful. But CSX, I thought, was a good quarter. I thought Union Pacific was a good quarter. But you just, David, it isn't like they're going to pivot have you ever heard the, the Germans rap on solar? It's really interesting. Tell me. Give me the rap. It's not very sunny. It's not 29 very sunny. 29% of the time it's sunny. It's not Philly. Only 29%? Yeah, 29%. So, the like, they're kind of stuck. And it's not. they love to pivot to solar. It would be great. But And they, they pivot to heat pumps, which is very positive. That's something that carriers buying, but then they change the subsidies. I just think that I don't know who the president was advised on this, but they needed, they're a little misguided, and they needed to do more work on this. Well, Granholm did say it's it's temporary. It's positive approvals. It hasn't, we haven't done one since 2018. Right. Um, and she said, given the boom in exports, it's time to take a look. This is what she said on Squawk this morning. Nothing will change in terms of what is currently being exported or what is currently under construction. This is just a pause so that we can have an assessment that is rationally based and then apply that assessment to those projects that are in the queue. We're already the number one. We overtook Qatar and oh, Australia. No. no, but I, I was surprised. There is a, uh, there have been some really terrific pieces uh, about how in, at Davos there was a sense of Let's get away from short term, you know, moving aggressively as we can to ESG and think more about energy security because of Russia. And this really flew in the face of what I thought uh, was a key initiative uh, for national security, because we spent a lot of money defending Ukraine. Uh, it uh, was shocking for people who build these things. Shocked. And they don't. Right. Although, us. again, it's 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 the plans for the new ones that are being delayed, uh, held up right now. But you, you have to spend a huge amount of time and money just citing these oh, things. Oh, without a doubt. No, without a doubt. I mean, we know, listen, you obviously we know Schneer uh, and Freeport, sure. I know well, Michael Smith there, so uh, I'm somewhat familiar with it. Um, I do wonder why we don't have these smaller nuclear plants. Like, why isn't that becoming the thing? When you, when you speak to Larry Culp about it, you know, uh, you know, I think for the world of Larry Culp, but you can't make up clients. 
you can't make clients. And people just still don't trust know, it. But I mean, these smaller nuclear power. It makes so much sense. I mean, in Larry, um, in GE, the energy it's business. It's got to be the way, doesn't it? It has to be the way. Did you see the Fukushima pseudo documentary? Because, you know, Fukushima's come back to a dumping of radiation water. There's another big, not just Palestine and, and Starbucks, there's a, a lot of boycott Japan because of, of water dumped from. Uh, from Fukushima, but the Fukushima documentary or docudrama yeah. is very frightening because it basically just says you had a power plant company that was saying, whoa, whoa, don't tell the prime minister how bad this is. Right. I, I just think the press for set for nuclear is so bad, David, versus the reality, which we all know it would be fantastic. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, clean. It would be clean. Given the transition, uh, and it's going to take a while, as we all know. Canada's trying. Sarah, who is? Canada. They're, Canada's they're, yeah, there's a small new... And yeah. France never backed away from it, but we, we have to, I feel like it's something we should push just because we know that it's emotional. Um, it, it, it's emotional against it, not, not empirical against it. All right, back to sort of Col things Back to Colgate, watching. which back had a great to, quarter. You want to talk about Colgate? Sure. Colgate never misses, David. I am so sick of their never, they're like the Niners. You know, they're always in the darn playoffs. They got McCaffrey now. Uh, the Colgate's just, you know, great quarter. Colgate's Good growth. Fine. I don't know. What? Don't get over. I mean, it's fine. It's not. I mean, two years, the stock's barely up. Come on. No, but I'm just saying that I knew that the stock has been a total winner here, and it did a great number. Now, a winner since October, like just like Amex, just like a lot of other other stocks have been winners since suddenly the the rates weren't going to go up anymore. I'm just saying, I mean, they've got this great organic growth. They've raised price. It hasn't hurt their business at all. And they they do high-end pet food. High-end pet food, yep. And there's just something really great about toothpaste. Toothpaste good business. You know, it's like kind of plastic and stuff inside it and they put whitener and next thing you know you're using it every day every day and then you order it on on amazon and i got the sense on it i can't stop it andy jasty listen to me i got like 400 things of sense i please i don't know how to stop it. you're on the auto you're on the I'm auto, auto. i'm on auto for so many i'm on auto on gatorade the, the you know the g oh, i have like my uh, my wife says jim we have a pantry full of it i said i don't know how to stop it it's it a, just it, comes. It's another example, Colgate is, where volume was a goose egg, and it's all on price. Yes, it's and all on price. And we heard from Proctor about from what, how that's going to have to change. Yep, I do think so. Now, McCormick um, raised prices, and it really killed, really hurt them. And I thought it was very interesting because they make things that are not very expensive. But I just think that this business, we're now starting to see the, uh, the business. A lot of these stocks went down offer higher rates, but a lot of them, even silly things like GLP-1 hurt Colgate. They, they don't have anything that's impacted by GLP-1. Right. I, I, I do like Colgate, but I, my chapel trust owns Proctor, and we can't believe that we're actually up since Proctor had been such a poor performer in that group. Um, guys, the winner of the uh, wireless uh, wars this quarter was is, Verizon. Is, I, no, no. Are you going to the thing? It's the, Verizon. Are you going to the big meeting? No. Didn't you get invited to the big meeting? I don't get invited to anything, Verizon. There's a Verizon meeting. I, my last interview with Hans Vestberg, I won't be getting invited to anything. That sound, was like a year and a half ago. It's the sound of music, it's Verizon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. No, the Verizon meeting, I got invited to the meeting. Wait, like it's on a hill? I don't even know what you're talking no, about. I'm just saying it's like that, you know, people have just have no it's idea like, what you're talking about. It's a play. About. They're putting on the greatest play. They said, listen, Jim, you got to come. You got to come to this thing. Uh, no, I mean, this is like, I can't believe I got invited. I've been so mean. 
Uh, but you, you know, don't know what you're talking about. There's a giant meeting, okay, right, that yeah. they're hosting. They have raised prices. It's stuck. A lot of people feel that this is. It's called raised, David. It's yeah. called an analyst day, oh. and it's Feb five. Got and I'll, I'll take this right. my guess. Um, the reason I'm take I mentioned my guess. Verizon was really in light of T-Mobile, which was ho hum uh, for the quarter. I mean, again, the the most growth in terms of subs postpaid, without a doubt, um, by far the largest of them. But the EBITDA guide has given a couple of people pause because it was a bit broader than typical or wider. Some of that may go back to this program. Uh, called the Affordable Connectivity Program. Yes. It's been in the news a bit lately because it's going to expire. We're talking about a federal program offering eligible households discount up to $30 a month for internet service, $75 a month for households on qualifying tribal lands, um, and a number of other discounts as well. They've been a beneficiary of it to a certain extent in some of their service offerings, not pure T-Mobile, um, but their assurance wireless business, Charter is a beneficiary of it, Comcast, our parent company, somewhat as well. It may run out soon, uh, in April. Now, Comcast, it may not the, be renewed. Comcast, the numbers for wireless. Comcast Wireless was strong. Was this is broadband. No, but I'm saying and, it's and also, Yeah. No, Comcast broadband was not extraordinary. No, no, wireless. Oh, wireless. Wireless was extraordinary, do you think? Yeah, wireless, wireless growth for both Comcast and Charter Spectrum is very large. And it's by far the most subs being added, so to speak, for the time. But that may be one reason why you, uh, and follow through yesterday from our parent company to the rally uh, off those earnings, where again, broadband subs were better than had been anticipated. Right. They weren't really up at all, but they weren't down much. And that was very helpful. David, Video subs obviously to Wireless was strong, to your point, free cash flow right. was strong. Um, theme parks was quite strong. Back to T-Mobile. I don't think it was that bad. No, it wasn't that bad. And that's what the market's saying. That's why right. the stock is actually now up. But you're right. Verizon but is the winner. Verizon surprisingly had a, had the strongest quarter. And it may be that they're a beneficiary not just of fixed wireless, which we saw 375,000 additions, but also just some people saying, I get enough on my phone. And in my home, I watch everything on my phone. You predicted this. And I don't need to have anything else. Remember when you predicted that and people laughed? Well, it is a question as to whether it can truly replace broadband. But for some customers, perhaps it's doing that because the speeds are quite strong on some Verizon services. Mm -hmm. So anyway, wanted to point that out. Carl, the price Um, wars are over. And they did raise price. price sort of say, how did Verizon raise notifications on Verizon started coming out. I I love how they phrase it. You don't need to do anything. Yeah, they no, no action required. I know it's so nice. They send them to you like it's a nice little invite. It's an invite to your funeral. <laughs> um, guys, a JetBlue Spirit uh, deal may be Ooh, in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to share you think that. So? You think so? Well, this 8K uh, 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 from um, JetBlue. From JetBlue. Yep. Thank yeah. you, Carl. I'm just reading it here as well. Uh, the uh, conditions to the deal may not be satisfied prior to the outside date set forth in the merger agreement. And accordingly, the merge agreement may be uh, terminated on or after January 28th, 2024. JetBlue telling Spirit that uh, in terms of those certain conditions uh, being required, not being met, of course, as we know, given the opposition from the antitrust authorities, the agreement of a federal judge, uh, they continue to evaluate their, uh, evaluate their options. But you see what it's doing with Spirit shares, which bounced a bit on the fact that it appeared perhaps they were going to be moving forward with the appeal. Yeah, I think people should uh, they should move on. 
if you're in those stocks, I, I would move on. That's and not, most have already moved that's on. Spirit, that's still going to work out there. They, yeah, no. also got a uh, bankruptcy filing from the Brazilian carrier Gol. Yeah, oh, well, you saw, I saw yes. that. I remember when that came public. Um, layoffs, Jim. Uh, we want to get to the list, and it's growing uh, the last couple of weeks, but Levi's in there as well, 10 to 15% yeah, that, after this that's quarter. That's a tough one. That's Michelle Goss has come in there, taken over for Chip Berg. Uh, look, I, I think it's a great brand. They, uh, I, I, hate, I don't want to say it. I'll just say it. They needed to do it. And that's good news. Uh, it's not good news, obviously, if you're laid off. But I didn't know they they should run a leaner operation. So uh, they do got below a revenue miss, uh, even though they beat uh, bottom line by a penny. But the list includes Jim CRM, a uh, few hundred. Well, you know, uh, there was Mark Benioff is still well below. Paramount, Lowe's, yeah. Polestar with a report this morning as well. No, I, look, I think that when I see Salesforce, they stay. David, they seem to have. It's very simpatico with, with what some of the tougher hedge funds wanted. Yeah, listen, and fact, sucks I mean, up on it. Zuckerberg started it, man. I mean, oh, and, I have and, Zuckerberg stuff, and he really started it. Yeah, he uh, really did. I mean, just saying, that's it. And the others have now followed. He really did. The year of efficiency. That was that was a moment, David. You know, people are getting. You know, if you're late, David. Do you know that if you work from home, you're more than likely when they do the efficiency thing to be singled out. You are, and it continues to be, it's funny, I know we all talk to plenty of CEOs, and I, I still talk, we don't talk about it nearly as often anymore on air, remote work, but I still talk to a lot of CEOs who are, continue to be frustrated. In fact, I was with one yesterday, he said, we're back to four days, but I got 5,000 people who are not coming in. Now, percentage-wise, fairly large company, not that much, but 5,000 people, it's like, I don't know, maybe we'll just replace them, you know? Really? Yeah. That's that's a major CEO. Because they're working remote and they've been asked to come back. And that that is a conversation I've had a, a lot. That's very interesting. With, with any number of CEOs who continue wow. to be frustrated by by those not being met. You saw that memo from B of A yesterday. B yep. of A, yeah, the letter of discipline, I guess, is what we're calling it. Yeah. Yeah. But this journal data today, they're basically saying last year, if you work from home all five days, you're 35% more likely to get laid off. Yeah, look, I, I mean... They're all trying to, I think most CEOs are, are, are willing to accept Friday. Uh, I yes, think that that's right. it's very easy to fire someone when you don't know who they are. Uh, having someone, having had to fire a lot of people in my life, if I knew the person, indeed, it's just more more painful. And I, but we're always to save the institution. Never fire anybody like make more money. That's fired, fired. And you just prayed that you didn't know them. You prayed that you didn't know the person. Even though, of course, that's, that's a fatuous thing because you're, you're taking someone's livelihood away no matter what. But it is a lot easier to fire a nameless, faceless person than it is to fire someone who's right there. Um, we, we spent a lot of time on Amex. We didn't talk Visa at all. Well, Amex is up 12. That's why we said that's a good yeah, thing. Any thoughts on Visa, which is down $537 billion market cap, one of the quietest, quietest half a trillion dollar companies out there? Well, they have expanded their Visa direct relationship with Meta. Launching the ability for content creators on Meta's family of apps to cash out their earnings to a debit card. They have a deal with Mark Zuckerberg. And I thought this was the beginning of something very interesting. Creativity, Visa, Meta. They right. bothered to make They spent a long time on it. Uh, I thought it was very, very inventive by Meta and yeah. Visa. Very, very inventive. How about um, uh, Capital One not far behind, Jim? Well, I mean, they know how to... They're like the, they are such a disciplined lender. I mean, people don't realize that they... I once, I once got schooled by Mr. Fairbank, who explained to me how it really works, which is that if you 
uh, you can lose a lot of money, but make it all up if you charge people cards. They're they're a better lender than people realize. I've liked that stock for a long time. That's almost a two-year high it's on a name where so we've been watching like a hawk. Provisions, credit quality, low-end consumer stress. They're just a great lender. And they know that they have to have a lot of provisions, but they figured out how to make money, even though they have a lot of provisions. Some people, David, are very good at their jobs. Yes, that is that and is then there's you. And then there's... Uh-oh, really? You're going to say... I have to. Okay. Intel. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I have to. I have to. Fool me once. Fool me seven times. <laughs> Intel shares are down 12% on that quite disappointing quarter. And, and, of course, and, and we love the show with it. Uh, and there it is right oh, there. Jesus. Mobilize me. Don't mobilize me. Um, what a call. Were was. you not impressed uh, yesterday by PayPal's 17-minute video on innovation? Didn't do it for you. The stock of PayPal was up 10% from the time of my interview with Alex Chris last week until yesterday, and then it reversed. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I did not think it should have been down that much. I oh, was really? Surpri- I was surprised. Was down? That, what was it down? Well, because he mentioned AI, and it went down. <laughs> ServiceNow mentioned AI, and it was up, and then it went down. I mean, yesterday was not the day to mention AI. It's a bad day. To bad day sniffing. for AI. Bad day to stop sniffing glue. Huh? Um, right. David, honestly, it was not a bad presentation. I was surprised that Alice Chris was met with such negativity on that presentation. Yeah. Uh, that stock's still down a bit. Up overall, though, over the last uh, week or so. Well, Jim, at least when it comes to AI, you've got these reports that uh, the FTC is all over some of these deals. So you'll have more no. to complain uh, about. They were doing so good. You know, they were starting to be sensible. I was thinking they might be you know, more rigorous. You know, but, but I, I, it, it's no, no. The FTC is back in that role of torturing all the companies that America likes. Right. I mean, isn't that it? All the companies that we like, they go after all the companies that have made our lives better. I feel bad that I said I can stop the auto. Okay, I have to like the Gatorade. I know how to stop the auto. That's something FTC's going to look into. That so I got to be see how it, Kramer he says he there. can't stop the auto. All the companies I, I know we how love. To stop then the he thought auto. of Amazon. Then he thought of what those things he said earlier about the Gatorade keeps coming and now. Well, it's because I don't want her. I don't want her to come after me. Come no, after. Come after Jassy. I know how to stop it. Okay. the auto. Just I showing, can stop auto. Just showing how your mind works. Trying. Well, I, you know, I can stop auto. I didn't mean that. Okay. I don't. FTC don't play me. Meanwhile, the Dow definitely benefiting from Amex up 7% here, up wow. uh, 50 points. Check bonds as well. Uh, pending homes going to be the last bit of data we get this week before we roll into next week and get uh, some confidence data, the Fed decision, the jobs number. We'll be right back. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Yeah, Carl, there's a lot of talk about how positive Vision Pro is really going to be for Apple. Morgan Stanley, which... You- Predilection Pro, Pro uh, Apple did say that they thought that uh, they would only ship about 50,000 Vision Pro in the March quarter. Now, now they're saying, listen, they sold 160 to 180,000. And we know that. I don't know why they, they choose to make this note now, but they do imply that Vision Pro is going to be. It. I, I love this line. One percent of the iPhone penetration, 40 billion dollars. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> I know. I read that. I said, well, look, I mean, this install base is big. It looks like the that Mike Siebert is not going to be providing a Vision Pro to people who buy. Who no, buy. because he's not a broadband provider. No, We've I know. He made this. that point to yes. me. He's kind of, yes. Jimmy, you don't know what you're talking about. But. 
Jim, really quick, yeah, I want to like get him. tonight, and I want to know Lions Niners or Casey okay, so Baltimore. So that Lions Niner line was six and a half, and it went to seven, even though Debo, you know, is still yes. listed as fifty-fifty. I think Debo practiced yesterday. I think he's really good, and I think they're begging you to take. They're begging to take the Lions. So be very careful. Go with the Niners, and I do think that. Kansas City always finds a way to win. It bothers me because the GM of, of, of the Ravens is sensational. But I've never made any, any money on DraftKings going with the uh, other side of the trade. All right. Well, you nailed last weekend. Coach we'll see Andy, about this one. Coach Andy's unbelievable. And then tonight you've got. I, got, I, have, I have Coach, I have coach uh, Andy Reid. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't. Peacock has them. What? No, they don't either. Okay. Uh, but I do have Rivian, which I think is very, very exciting. And uh, those games That's are going right. to be incredible. But yeah, this is this is we're going to the Williamsburg store in in, in Brooklyn. Uh, my wife and I are going to. Well, she drives just most of the drive. We're going to try to test drive one this weekend. See oh, that's cool. Like. That's cool. nice. Yeah, pretty good, huh? Oh yeah. Intel? <laughs> no, not Intel. Oh, not Intel. <laughs> yeah. No. Have a have a great weekend, Jim. We'll see you tonight at Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Dow's up 28. Uh, back in a moment. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.